Oh, fuck. <laughs> what? Dude, what? Die. What? Are. Did we. Did... I fucked that up really badly. Anyways. What'd you do? Uh, just. What? OBS is dumb. What is happening? Right? What is happening? Do I, do, go, I, do I just go? Do, do your intro. We'll fix that. We're off to a good start. Welcome <laughs> to Strange Tales from Outer Space. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, we have consistency on our side, and that's all that matters. I was so close to figuring out something good. Anyway, you were so close to rubbing it in Indigo's face that we could go one week without him, without messing up, and nah, we are a weekly Wild Star podcast. Uh, there's a few of us to show up each week. We have a special guest with us this week. Uh, I'm going to introduce him first, Basile. The Basile. It's the, the Basile. Basile? Is this the Bazil? That's what his name card says. Uh, if you're wondering why Indigo's not in that spot, we would normally have four of us. He's taking care of some work-related issues, so uh, we have Baz came on to fill in tonight. Yes, indeed. And we have with us, as always, Krug. I am Krug, and I'm here as always. Always. Actually, literally, out of the three of us, I think you've always been here. Yeah. Every episode. Yeah, 50, 53 I'm episodes and counting. Reliable. Ouch. Now, I... This. I can't let that change. I have to never miss a show. Nope. Right now. <laughs> yep, and I'm Doc. I'm actually recording from my parents' place, so my webcam looks like crap. But we bring you the news. Yep. Uh, almost second floor, but the air conditioning so nice. <gasps> I can have air conditioning on in this room and not sweat my ass off like I do with my normal casting area. So it's awesome. But we bring you the news and views and opinions around Wildstar Online. And before we start, a little bit of non-Wildstar related news that Bazil just put into the Facebook, or the, the uh, Twitch chat. Uh, Satoru Iwata from Nintendo had actually just recently passed away. Oh. Literally, literally while we're in the pre-show. Wow. That's uh, the craziness. That's crazy news. Yeah, he, he, uh... And he, he joined Nintendo in 1980, and... He worked on games like Balloon Fight, Earthbound, and oh, became the director of the company in 2000. And yeah. 2002, he was appointed as the only fourth president of Nintendo. He so passed away at age 55. So, I mean, it's major gaming news. Uh, Iwata opted out of E3 last year. He showed up this year He in puppet form and real form. And I know it's not Wildstar related. We just wanted to uh, just extend our condolences to anybody from Nintendo or whoever, however tiny our little signal goes out. So, just wanted to mention that. But let's I go. Just saw my I just saw my tag, Krug. Thank you. <laughs> no, we have we have to be proper here. So, the Basile, how was your week last week? Uh, uh, good, I guess. I mean, nothing really important happened. I played video games. I started streaming again. That's going well. Um, yeah, nothing really interesting. It's been a slow week for gaming, really. Yeah, past E3, it always kind of slows down for a few weeks. It's really weird. Everybody's probably still digesting. All that awesome Fallout 4 news and... And everybody's probably at Comic-Con. That Disney Infinity 3.0 Star Wars Boba Fett exclusive... Anyway, actually, that's true. Comic-Con did happen in Krug. How was your week because of that? My week was amazing. Uh, I mean, nothing really Comic-Con related happened to me. Uh, I am one piece of gear away from full purple PvP gear. Nice. Uh, healing and deeps. So well, you did sell half of it off. Skadoosh. I didn't sell half of it. I may <laughs> have 
uh, d deleted or destroyed half of it in other creative ways on accident. But anyways, uh, so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I feel very useful in PvP now. I forget how amazing medics are when it comes to PvP, and it just makes me happy. Um, and now we're going to get changed into Oblivion. So, I mean, hopefully that's still the case. It'll be great. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen much on them, to be honest with you. Just because you have full purple PvP gear, you still won't be useful. <laughs> I don't those fields of doom, man. Fuck we've those been fields. in a PvP game together, Baz, ever. Uh, well, oh, no, there was a one. A, we dueled a couple times, and I kicked your butt numerously. I'm First of all, numerously wasn't the right word. <laughs> Second of all, I don't recall what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure nobody else does either. I have it on video. <laughs> yeah, that was the same video where he had to have help to go two and two with me in, in Battlegrounds. So. All right, no, well. No, 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 it was the same video where you guys <laughs> tricked me into doing that one quest when the uh, um, strain stuff came out and I died like 16 times. Yes, that was a good night. That was a good <laughs> night. That? Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to send us that video because I want to post it all over the I'll place. I'll have to find it. I'll have to find it. If you still have it, that'd be great. Uh, so, yeah, I did that, and um, I did something weird at work. It wasn't weird. We literally just, like, a couple of people were transferred from one building to another, so I had to help them transfer their electronic devices, and it was a huge pain in the butt. A huge pain in the butt for just, like, hey, make sure these computers get to the other place, and then they work. And I was just like, okay, that sounds super easy. And then it ended up being very... Never say that. Complainy. Like, the whole... Way Oh I want God. this. Why don't I have this? Except for you have to be nice because that's the rule. You have to be nice Whoops. to people. Your monitor fell on the move over. No. That no, sucks. That would make my life way, way worse. I'm not going to break <laughs> anything on purpose. That's not how that works. So yeah, a lot of work this week. Did some some PvP stuff. Got some a lot of PvP gear. Really excited to be fully decked out in PvP gear and uh, and, and being a useful individual in PvP. Now I just need to work on, that's my next goal, is to work on amp and ability points, try to get those maxed out, because I need it really badly. I need more ability points. Why are you golf clapping me? Why are you medic, be quiet. You're productive. Yay. Still, uh, he's a smart <laughs> medic. He still does really, really well in Battlegrounds. I'll give him that. How's your week, Did you already say week was? Not yet. My week is uh, fucking awesome. Well, first off, I went to Comic-Con. Uh, I, I took my daughter and my nephew on Thursday. I let them run around outside pretty much. It was super cool for them. It was my nephew's first time going. My daughter's been going every year since she could actually walk. So four or five years running. I went to cover some stuff for a friend on Friday. And this is where all the awesomeness happens. So I'll make this as fast as I can because I know we don't want to drag on too much. But I ran into a friend of mine I haven't seen in a few years. We're having lunch and he says, hey, I have some friends that are here from the con. They work in like Irvine-ish area. It's like a smaller-ish MMO studio called Carbine. They, they work on a game called Wildstar. Like, what? Oh, really? That's cool, because I do a podcast on it. He goes, yeah, they're here somewhere. I wanted to hang up with them later. But we have to go to this Transformers panel that he's been trying to get me to go to all, all the whole day. So on the way, we're running there, because we're a little late. And we incidentally run into these very same Carbine employees that he was just mentioning that he's been friends with for a few years. I was like, this is the weirdest, small, coincidental, small little world. <laughs> I ran into uh, Angie, who's a prop artist, Steve, and he's a coder, and Christy. And they were super nice, they were super cool. None of them have Twitters, so I want to give a shout-out here. Uh, KDM helped me uh, remember where they were in the company on Twitter, so that was really cool. Afterwards, I like spending one day at a Comic-Con traveling to, like, different panels that I have never would have gone to before or maybe may have missed out because of the bigger names. So I hopped into this webcomics panel because I want to go back into drawing webcomics. 
It's being uh, hosted by Mark Wade, I believe it was, with Matt Imnen from The Oatmeal, Ali Broach from Hyperbole and a Half, and uh, Jennifer something from Dreamers. I forgot her last name. I'm sorry. It was an awesome panel. Totally spurred me into drawing again more and doing a webcomic when I can make the time for it. Afterwards, Matt says, I have no booth. I'm just going to walk around. I'll take sketches. I'll take photos. Whatever you guys want to do. So I had on my sketchbook. And he says, this is actually really good. And he starts talking to me about how I do brushstrokes. So I'm giving the oatmeal uh, advice and how I do brushstrokes and art. And every turn, he draws me a fucking awesome bear in a bra, which, because why not? Right next to my own sketch. And he's Where like, he, I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Here we go. That better be what you're looking for. So this is the drawing he saw. It was mine from the Ghostbusters stuff. And right next to <laughs> it is Matt Eamon from the oatmeal. <laughs> and he was like dude i've seen some of your stuff specifically this image online you need to draw more so the oatmeal and hyperbole and a half tell me i need to draw more so i'm like i have to draw more i have to put something out more it was super cool and then he says well uh-huh put the bear the bra back on this i'll put the bear as i talk a little more as i finish it up even yeah. cooler was he's like i have nothing else to do so uh i have exploding kittens right here in my backpack anybody want to play so, myself, another person, two devs from Magic the Gathering, Hyperbole and a Half, and The Oatmeal play Exploding Kittens for like 20 minutes. And right next to him was Max from Cards Against Humanity. And so, Max from Cards Against Humanity shows us something super cool that I can't tell anybody, but it was super, super cool! It was the best Comic Con day ever! You ain't knowing shit for me! I like Comic Quick, quick, spoil it, spoil it. I can't, I can't, I can't. Trust me, in a, in a few weeks, if you like Cards Against Humanity, in a few weeks, uh, you will thoroughly enjoy what's coming out. I'll just say that. Uh, I was supposed to meet up with Nifty in uh, at the at the Nerdist Carnival. I totally forgot. So I'm sorry, Nifty. I know you're here or listening. I got super sidetracked. I do apologize so much for missing you. Uh, other than that, it's been a Comic-Con full week. I am a terrible person. So I've, I came to my parents because they were closer by, and we're just relaxing right now, and I'm doing the show. So that was my week this week. Nice. Yeah. So let's move on to the strange tales of this week. Whoosh. Not a whole lot like last week of the number of news items, but some pretty beefy and beady subjects we're talking about. First and foremost, we got some game note updates. And as always, guys, feel free to chime in with your opinions and thoughts anywhere you want to. This came out the 7th of July, so last week, earlier this last week. And a few major things of note. Costumes can only be switched once every 15 seconds, and they cannot be switched anymore in combat due to performance. So, I'm 90% sure I called this happening. I think we all thought about it, because that if one I, add-on costume manager just came out. If I didn't say this on the podcast, and I at the very least thought this in my head, uh, I, I called this. It was I, It sucks, because the add-on was awesome. I love that. No, no, no. It was needed because people would use it in arenas and time people out, and they'd get free wins. It was BS. Oh, that sucks. Really? Yep. Yeah, they... Uh, if you switch constantly between costumes, it would cause the system of other players around you to freak out because the textures were changing so frequently that it would lag lag your opponent out. Then that seems like own. a fair change. No, no, it wouldn't lag your own because it was uh, f- you were doing it from your computer. Your computer was handling everything. Huh. So you were That's... like mini DDoSing people. Yeah, pre- yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why WoW doesn't allow that kind of stuff. I mean, it's sure. the same thing as... Um, Counter-Strike uh, 1.5 used to have this problem. They would switch weapons really fast. You could, you could put on a macro and use your mouse wheel and switch oh, weapons man. within like 50 times in like half a second and it would lag people out. That's BS. Well, it yep. wasn't being used that maliciously at first, but if you were using Costume Manager for that specific reason to do really cool designs with your costumes or you were just constantly switching them out, 
well, now you have 15 seconds to wait, and it kind of kills some of the fun of that add-on, so I do apologize for that. Uh, for medics, something had come out this week. Colliders, tier 8, ionized damage can now crit like normal. Before, it just wasn't critting normally. That's exactly what medics need. More crit. Just more webs. As for Spellslinger, their Void Pack tier 4, which would occasionally not work, is supposed to always work as intended now. So hopefully that will be the case. And with Stalkers, if you've been using Frenzy, it should no longer remove Preparation's tier 1 buff. Because if you use Preparation, you'd get a Critical Strike buff, if I'm not mistaken. And yep. if you tried to use Frenzy like right after it, it would just wipe it out and cancel the buff out, so now that should be fixed. That's yeah. a lot of kind of like small fixes, but very, very important ones. Like yes. Well, the, the Frenzy thing was pretty much there from day one, so it's... it's was it really? Uh, yeah, I'm glad it's fine. Kind of, but... Yeah. Eh, you yeah. know, it happens. Hey, <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> they're all actually really nice changes. There's nothing too... They're all good buffs to the classes... But aren't they aren't going to be issues except for maybe more ionized crit damage? So, because I'm I hate medics. I'm also happy that you can't use uh, <laughs> food and pop buffs in PvP anymore. They, they won't persist. Yeah, yeah we're still going to the was, PvP. That was stupid. Yes. Yeah, those extra that, buffs would be a pain in the ass. Like, why is this a thing? That's that, so dumb. That's a big thing. Having, yeah. having those things persist in the PvP was a big thing, and I'm glad that they. First of all, I'm surprised that the, that took so long because that it, was that like a recent problem that was introduced or, or no? Yeah. That's been there since day one. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. It was starting to become a finally. big enough issue where that needed to be addressed. So, a large number of food and pop ups are no longer persistent in the PvP. They didn't give a list, but assume that almost everything you're going to eat to get a slight edge when it starts isn't going to show up anymore. Here's my question: If you so let's say I eat something that changes my moxie for thirty minutes, and then I go into PvP for ten minutes, and then I come out again, I know it's very rare to have a PvP match that lasts ten minutes. But whatever, uh, will it reapply itself? No, I don't think. No, so. I don't think so. It just goes I away. It. I think it just removes mm, it. That's dumb. I don't. I don't think there's any way to recode that in. I think it would probably confuse the system. Yeah, I, I think honestly, it's probably better off that you just waste the food. I mean, that sounds kind of mean, but you're using it for a specific advantage. That no longer is being allowed. So, you know what? You lost that food. Oh, well. Well, but I mean, like, if I'm doing PvE content and I eat stuff, uh, then I, I'm, while I'm queued for PvP, just like coincidentally, not like I'm maliciously trying to get this buff in PvP, then I go back into PvE and I just don't have to eat my food again. But what if I want to queue for PvP? And well, it just means I mean, that the day I, you're queuing I mean, honestly, for PvP. Is 30, is 30 Moxie at level 60 going to be a big deal? Not really. Yeah, I kind of have to agree. Thirty moxie is not a huge boost. It's enough That's to like get that extra like ten DPS. If that mox or the max levels fifty, whatever you know. What I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if if you're looking for that extra extra little edge of DPS, that's what you would do. And it's like, no, you can't do it anymore. It's incidental if you were just questing like normal and you get popped out. Or you popped into a queue. Sorry, it's the food buffs gone, but people were using that for their advantage. Use food buffs anyways. Like yeah. Now, now, now I, I really hope that they allow and remove the use of potions and that kind of crap because I think that's really stupid. Like, eh, potions. Like I feel battle, battlegrounds. I'm okay with, but like in arena, it just it doesn't make any. It doesn't make a. I, I've never understood why you could use healing potions and that kind of stuff in arenas. I've I've always been okay with healing potions in arenas. I felt like it's part of the tactic. If you feel like you can pop your potion fast enough, it gives right. you an edge. But I I can, I can see why you wouldn't like it. You'd be like, God damn it. I don't do well, arenas very often, so and I'm just speaking from like a battlegrounds perspective. I've never seen them make that big of a difference in battlegrounds. Like I'll be chasing someone down, trying to kill them. I'll hear the swing of a of a potion being consumed or some kind of pot being consumed, 
and then they'll just die. <laughs> you're, a, you're a medic, buddy. I mean, come on. You're just like, ah, silly potion. But it's, it's like, you're a That's like half a tick of a mission. It's like the worst case in the entire game. You just burst people to nothing. You think they can pop a potion in four seconds? Like, uh, no. Yeah, I, I've seen people do it all the time. But but the, the main reason that Battlegrounds is used is because I have, like, no HP. And I only have one heal that does, like, you know, 500 healing. I'm like, woo! I don't care. Four seconds. So, you know, but, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a good change. Nice. And then we're keeping on the PvP uh, train. If you're playing in Daggerstone Pass, the bombs will actually continue to spawn for the whole duration of the match now. And their duration time has been lowered from 120 seconds Oh, sorry, to 120 seconds from 140 seconds. And by duration time, he meant spawn time. Sorry, yes. So basically, so yeah, bombs will be happening change. all the time, and they'll be happening faster. I think it's it's nice to reward people who can... Because the, like, the bomb thing is hard. If you get a team in Daggerstone Pass that isn't good at protecting their base from bombs, then you're going to lose... Uh, whether it's 120 <laughs> seconds or 140 seconds. Yeah. So making it 120 seconds, first of all, makes bombs like a little more viable thing to push in because you can do it a little more often. And second of all, if you're against that team that can't protect from bombs and you know you're going to win anyways, it makes it go a little bit faster, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, it just speeds it up the pro- speeds the process up nicely. Yeah, which yeah. I'm okay with. I mean, I wouldn't mind if um, mm, Bloodsworn. Oh, hey, look at that! It's a change for Bloodsworn too. Those control points in Bloodsworn. They now have a 25 second initialization period. So you can't just have a stalker who's got like tier 8, uh, was it their dash? Forgot the name of it. That is just pounce. boom, boom. Yeah, they can't pounce twice in a row with the speed boost and get there within 5 seconds to cap it. You actually have to wait roughly 30 seconds so people can just kind of set up their defenses or attacks. I really I hope this doesn't lead to giant monster rush of people to midpoints. Because that's going to be a mess. Those, it kind of does. that first point is super small and, like, has the ledges. There's just, like, no room to fight. And having just that many people there all fighting, it's not going to It's not gonna be healable for sure, which is my Halls main Halls of the Bloodsworn is just one of those really odd... It takes, like, capture points and, like, King of the Hill and, like, Mesh. It, it's, it's a weird battleground. Not a lot of people enjoy it. But this is definitely going to help. I, th- I think the, lo- the last change that really needs to happen... Is instead of clicking on the stupid side points to control, it needs to be all King of the Hill stuff. It, do- it doesn't need to be, you know, King of the Hill and and click. It just needs to be one or the other. I think if it was all King of the Hill, it'd probably make it even better, just because it'd be more of a, well, King of the Hill match, I guess. I don't know. That's interesting. I think that I'd be totally willing to try something like that, or even like instead of having it be like two capture points and one King of the Hill pad thing, having it be like two separate King of the Hill pads, so that you get some like progress for standing on either one i think that'd be interesting it'd make the defense because i think being able to defend a single point that's in like the middle of a room just is kind of a little straightforward and a little easy there's not really any tactic to it aside from like your team comp and how quickly you get there like (laughs) that's pretty much it so like spreading it out would be nice but i think it'd be good to take out the capture point thing because it's really annoying to have to deal with medic fields in that situation yeah it's just it's just it's like hey let's have a team of 10 medics and just win blood swarm every game yep <laughs> yep it's just medics at medics and like probably a warrior would just probably just wreck everything so yeah, uh, yeah i mean all, all overall i'm really excited to see these changes and it looks like they're doing like you know really good kind of step in the right direction for pvp they're starting to listen and kind of add things that's supposed to be there so more daggerstone yeah. bombs mean more staggers daggerstone cues hopefully i mean all if they can change yeah. the fact that more daggerstone it's, would actually queue more such a good battleground I'm, i hate still one of my favorites fashion. to play well while taking temples very standard in every single game 
Daggerstone has a fun map to play with. It's large enough that mounts become a fun thing. You have little skirmishes that happen in between the major battlegrounds. So you kind of have this constant sense of anticipation and tense intention while you're moving around wondering, am I going to get ganked? Can I like run up this girder and like lose them? And then can I jump into the massive melee? So it's really fun to play like that. And I just, I want to queue more personally. And everyone does, I hope. I think the reason that Walatiki is my favorite is because it's so simple to understand. Like, there's one objective, it's the mask. You can either obtain that mask from the ground in the middle or from the enemy's totem. Like, and th- those are really the only constraints. Those are the only objectives. And so you get new people in there and they just kind of, not immediately, but relatively quickly understand what's going on and how to how to approach the battleground. Whereas uh, the other one, who I just had a stroke and forgot the name of the battleground uh, with the bombs. And Daggerstone, the, uh, we've Daggerstone been talking about it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me flounder <laughs> in my like forgetfulness for like a good. Oh, I was totally let you straight. I was going to go further, but I figured we got a show to do. So I was scrolling through the notes trying to find <laughs> it. Uh, so in Daggerstone Pass, um, it's it's way more complicated. Like you have three points and like four bombs that can be in play at any given time, and it's just like super hard. And you can mount, and you don't know like where to go and what to prioritize. It takes a lot longer to get kind of the mindset of that battleground in your head, I think. Which is why I think Waltiki Temple is a little easier for me to to enjoy, because everybody seems to know what they're doing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Definitely yeah, not all the time. <laughs> so Definitely there's, not all the there's time. one more point in the show notes that I thought might be interesting to raiders. We don't typically talk about raider stuff. Blech. We don't typically talk about raiding stuff in this show because we're not well-versed. We want to rectify that. But one thing I thought would be good to know for them, if they haven't seen this yet... In Datascape, you can now always use your grapply hook when you're hit by a wind wall. Before, it would be occasionally get hit by a wind wall, no grapply hook, and you're a dead raider. Yeah, that's that's such a, such a great change. So it's a nice little change where if you do get smacked around, you're not you're not screwing over your your raid on accident because sometimes you just can't anticipate that. So you can recover a little easier now. I just wanted to mention that before we move on to the next point. Now we all know that there is a new drop coming this fall. TM soon. TM fall, TM. Uh, for it's not just developers that are building new zones or changing the systems. We also have Jeff Kurtnacker who's been working on brand new music. And if you go to his Instagram, you will get a tiny little sneak peek at this new track. And it Ooh. sounds really cool. Like it sounds more like a kind of sounds like the battle for New York from Avengers. It's got like a tiny little desperate, a tiny little heroic, a tiny little. It's it's got a uh, it's got a, a massive fight sound to it going on like a like a heroic moment happening. Considering that this is an audio podcast, I can just kind of play it for people. Yeah, so let's stop for a moment and then he'll let us know we're back up and going. I was playing the music. Were people being mean when I played the music? No, 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 don't worry about it. Music. Oh no, the music sucked. You're horrible. Well, you couldn't hear it because you're not on the stream. I assume. <laughs> uh, that was the music. It sounds great. And I really like how at the end he says, that's all you get. And then it, the video is just. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a vine. It's only like, what, six seconds? It yeah. Like it's like 15 seconds at on, most. On Instagram. Okay. Yeah. It's like a six second clip. It sounds really cool. Like I said, it has a, bit, a little bit of an Avengers vibe to me, which means yeah, it, it's like that. a big fight vibe kind of feel. But uh, one more big cool news, it's a little bit of a community thing, and it's a little bit not. Laser Louie, who you guys might remember from ReadyCheck, he shows up on Reddit here and there and is a really cool contributor, and he wanted to bring back up two zones that people who've been watching since beta have known of. And we haven't shown them on the show yet, to my knowledge. Now we want to. They're called Dreadmore and Merkmire. Now there are two zones that have been rumored to have been leveling zones, 
back when they were in beta and the development of the game, and for some reason they just weren't finished, or their purpose was just moved to somewhere else. What's interesting about them, though, is that they're not stuck on the PTR. The zones are actually live. I don't know how you get to them, nor would I tell you how to get to them if I could. <laughs> because that yeah. well, that breaks Dev TOS. Yeah. It's a Dev Island situation. If you get there, good for you. And I, I don't think Laser Louie also tells you how to get there, so don't bother asking him. Don't ask us, even if I did know I wouldn't tell you, because that's a big no-no. You'll get fatigued out and die, which you should. But if you could get in there, Laser Louie gave us two great image uh, image, image things about them. So Dreadmore, if you don't know what it is, it's like a kind of marshy swampland. It's, like it's got a very cool horror vibe, a very desolate vibe. It's very dark. Like, shit's going down there. And it's uh, it's, it's really cool. You, guys, you actually can see Mordash and Chua and Draken and Auron architecture going on there. So it kind of seems to me like it would have been a very wild or uh, White Veil-style zone where both factions would be coming into play more often, I would have hoped, considering it was supposed to be a possible alternate leveling zone. So that sounds kind of cool to me. And if, if I've been told there's also a picture of it somewhere that it's south of Ilium, that's all I know, getting to it at your own yeah. risk... You get caught, you can't blame SCOS. That's up on the stream. So it's, like, right below Daradun, Ilium, and Aurora. Like, all three of those continents are next... Not continents, those zones are next to each other, and then it's immediately below all three of them. And it looks like it connects to all three of those. And um, they're actually there. You'll see empty spaces of map on, on your in-game map. And Dreadmore and Merkmire are somewhere in there. Yeah. It's, it's well, that, I'm, I don't see Merkmire, but I do see Dreadmore. And then here's a map of the actual zone. Boop! It's going to be against the TOS because to get there, you probably have to do things that break the game and exploit stuff. Essentially, yes. They're not supposed to do that. So Laser so, Louie might get a talking to, or he might be appreciated for it, but they'll, they'll probably ask him how he did it and then patch up the holes. Yeah, yeah. that seems like... Basically, don't pull his eye back. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you cannot put, put something rock. on your space bar. <laughs> I'm just jumping just everywhere. I put a rock on the space bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of those. It's one of those like dippy drink birds. That every time, every time it fills up, bloop, oh, bloop. Dude. it's like The Simpsons. That one episode where Homer becomes uh, really fat and just the dippy bird. I'm bloop. super into that. Bloop. Getting super fat. No, the dippy bird. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. So Merck Meyer, if you haven't seen it, we'll show it in a little bit. It has a more of a a desolate wasteland kind of feel to it. It's it's actually surprisingly bright for parts of it. There's a lot of Granok and Osin and Human and Cassian architecture and some Freebot stuff there there too if you have a keen eye. Uh, it's, that supposedly is found south of Whitevale-ish. And uh, like I said, the reason we wanted to bring it up was I don't believe we had talk to, talked about it on the show. And just it's just kind of showing what art, art assets you can kind of see in this game, what they wanted to do with it. I don't know if they actually ever released the zones. There's even mentions of another one called Coralis, but no one's actually seen anything from Coralis. Uh, so, I don't know. What do you guys think about stuff like this? Should it actually be in the live game, or should they have just wiped it out completely? Uh, honestly, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, realistically, like, it's going to be shown eventually. So, I mean, as long as people keep this under the mindset of, you know, everything is subject to change, it's not final. I mean, it could be final because it's already in the live build, but they mm -hmm. could patch it and completely change it. So, yeah. I mean, uh, someone said in chat that they really hope they add new zones. I'm getting sick of going to, uh, through Whitevell again and again. I really do hope they add new starting zones, because, man, it's not... Well, alternate leveling zones would be a fun concept. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of games do that, and I understand why they decided to streamline the process, to kind of corral players to be more around. 
But if we're getting right. a new influx of players, I wouldn't mind a, a few months after that relaunch that they say, hey, you know, these we've decided to spice it up a little bit and give you guys some more presence in-game. Yeah. My legs no, are falling asleep. Ah, it hurts. It hurts, huh? It hurts. I don't want to look at your pasty legs ever again. Uh, I personally like these two zones. And Baz, Baz, why did you just put your foot up into the camera? It's the light from the screen that makes my brown skin look really pale. It's really weird. God, I hate you so much. Wait, I'm wait, wait, wait. Pants. You don't see me flashing uh, to people, right? That, uh, <laughs> you guys are fucking children. You guys are literally fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> you should never tell me not to do something. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's why I want to go back. I'm to get you two to stop being fucking idiots. I wouldn't listen to it anyway, to be honest with you. So it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the strange tales from the community. You didn't let me finish what I was saying. <sighs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's go back from the strange tales of the community. Nope, I'm done. I don't want to say it anymore. <laughs> okay, strange tales of the community for this week. It is chock full of housing. No joke. This is just the week of really, really awesome housing. I may have missed some stuff, so I do apologize if you had an awesome community thing. I just wasn't able to catch it, so I do apologize. First and foremost, Wildstar Inspiration came back with episode 10 called Tech City from Proxima Dust on Dominion Entity. Now, if you get a chance, you are Dominion side, check out Proxima Dust. They have made this multi-level, multi-tiered, neo-futuristic uh, city. Like, if you guys ever watched, like, Blade Runner or Akira or uh, Nar Shaddaa from Star Wars The Old Republic... It kind of has a very like brightly lit neon, but also kind of seedy look to it. It's kind of, it's it has that kind of '90s '80s sci-fi vibe to it. It's really kind of cool. I definitely recommend checking that if you're if you're ex- if you're Dominion side. As for Idestinia, she came back on EU side with a housing plot visit number twenty-two. Do you know how to pronounce this? Because I don't. Balnethropy. Blainotherapy? Balneal therapy? Blainotherapy. I I don't know. If Baz is like, I'm not even going to try. It is now Steve. Steve is his name. Yeah. So so Steve's housing plot is from Balafar Head. Justinia's house, that's the name of the person. No, the person who has the name of the house. It's called called Steve's house. Oh, okay. Steve's Steve's house is from Balafar Head on Exile Jabbit. Yeah, it's it's once again, man. I have no words for. We mentioned this, and I'll show us a little bit more in a little bit. These people have the creative. I will say time and time again, the creativity is insane. These people. Yeah, this. It, it, I am fucking baffled. Like every single time, at I look at. <laughs> he has a doormat that says balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Rated T for T. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, baffled here. by yeah, creativity. As with my sexy legs just mentioned, yeah. We are we are all adults here. Yeah. Going back on the housing track, our own Chestnut from Q Times has back, come back with Yordacord Nexus, Episode 7, The Green Ghost. I'm going to check this out, too, at the same time, because I did see it, and I totally spaced out on what it was, so I do apologize for that. Rude? So, I, it's, been, it's been a long day. I, I, it's you know, been a BS day. I'm glad I'm know, doing this. It's, I'm always amazed at the creativity of people with what they can do with like creative things like Minecraft. It's like I built this huge, awesome city replica of you know like 
Tracy Crappie 2005. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's my house. It's a square. <laughs> I know. I, I draw. I do graphic design, I just, and I see these housing plots, and it's like Legos on acid. I, I how? Mean, like, how do you people do this? More, more, more importantly, how do you have the patience to do this? Because, like, I'll, I'll, like, start and be like, okay, this is really cool. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm this is this is too much work. I'm gonna go like eat a cookie. <laughs> I, like, I'm trying to like make this complex right now, like a sports arena complex. That's a little more like traditional boxy look with like a cool skybox. Right. I'm I don't even have like two floors done. It's all just like plain floors. And I'm doing I'm looking at all these things from the community stuff, and then also the the bar crawl stuff. I just took pictures of, and I'm like, I suck. <laughs> what am I gonna? How do I do? Well, there's okay. So the thing that I've heard most from people that do stuff like this and do it well is that they plan it out beforehand, and they like know that the pieces they have available to work with, and they know how so they want work. to lay them out. I know it's a lot of work, it's just but like why? That's how you get good results for most yeah. things. Is you put a lot of work into it. That's a lot of these people have the time. Some of these people are trying to show their like level editors or it's kind of like modders for other games like Skyrim or or Fallout. It's a lot of passion project stuff, but some of them also have the motive of, look, this is how creative I can be with the tool set given to me. And they could, I wouldn't be surprised if someone eventually says, yeah, you know, I take an existing tool set from a game like Wildstar, and I can create this. If you hired me and gave me your own tool set, imagine the shit I can make for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the arena that I made for Thanksgiving uh, last year, that took me like a month and a half. And it was just like a square box with some stairs. And I'm just like... No one. People are making like the Millennium Falcon, and like someone made a piano out of like seven. I made an MMA like, octagon for you to use. It was in the promotional material, and you didn't use it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yours was like this little circle that was like. Correct. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We have two other really cool things before we bring on why Baz is here this week. So, Quantum has come back with a very simple and less funny but more informative video on how to be a good guild leader. Now, it's it's pretty cool. Mostly, Quantum does a lot of uh, like snarky humor and stuff that I really appreciate. But this is more like, hey, guys, guild leaders are, are a diamond dozen, and they have their own motives and whatnot. And it, it doesn't, what, make, does, what makes a good, good guild leader for one group doesn't mean the same for another. And he kind of differentiates them between a social guild and a more progressive guild, or progression-obsessed guild. And it's, it's something to keep in mind when you're in a guild or when you want to run a guild or when you want to start a guild, that you have to kind of acknowledge what your intent is with with being a guild a good guild leader because yeah. you could be running a social guild but then go like i want to do this and that and you become a total jerk or you're super lax on may on running a progression guild and people are like i don't want to be here anymore so it's something it's really fun to learn or to read and, or watch and understand yeah. yeah and if you uh are a guild leader and you need help then maybe this can help you and if you're a guild leader and you think some of the things are wrong we'd love to hear about it and like kind of discuss your opinions on his advice and so on and so forth so yeah uh, yeah let us know as for as any of us i know krug this is your first mmo major mmo but uh yeah. baz have you ever tried doing guild leading i led a way too many guilds in world of warcraft i led a world second guild in um bc for about a month and a half so that was stressful as hell yeah, i can imagine with your personality no offense that it would be a rough experience no you know, it's, it's actually funny like i'm i'm like a real i'm actually a really nice guild leader when it comes to it <laughs> But I mean, no, like, no that's offense. Completely... But your personality. <laughs> Whatever you say, no offense. You really, I'm just trying to be nice about it. That's completely <laughs> fair. That's completely fair. It really is. 
but no, I mean, I mean, like, you know, guilt leading is pretty simple when it comes down to it. You just gotta, you, don't be a dick. You know, put put yourself in someone else's shoes and just be be friendly. It's not. Like I've been in guilds where the guild leader's like, "We're gonna do this," and you know, you know, like the the, the, the uh, Anixia video, you know, like minus fifty DKB, that kind of stuff. I've been in guilds where the guild leader is that batshit crazy, like just like yelling and like crying and just like just crazy. I'm just like, okay, well, uh, this guild is not for me. I'm gonna go outside and take some take some air. So, I'm yeah, sorry. Wait, what is there a zone or something called outside? Like, how do you get to outside? Well, okay, okay so 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 crew, it, it's really cool. So mm-hmm. so. You get up off out of your chair. Out of okay. your chair. Like, is it a specific chair? Do I have to place the chair in my house or like? No, 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 no. no the, the chair that you right clicked on this morning to sit down. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That one. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. So, 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 you, so you want being total uh, goobers with each other. Uh, the next or the uh, Nexus best dressed list. That's a serious tongue twister for me because I always want to say the Nexus next best dressed list which isn't what sure. it's called, uh, is uh, happening again, which is awesome. It's, uh, for those of you that don't know, a costume contest that they hold on Nexus, um, and it's pretty awesome. It's being hosted by Doom Kitty, as usual. And uh, I don't think she's that kind of Doom Kitty. She's actually oh. really nice, like, oh, okay. Okay. all the Doom time. Kitty. So I don't. No, she yeah. kind of is that kind of Doom Kitty. She's just nice about it. She's like the crazy Doom. Think of, like, Invader Zed Doom. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just say that you said that, not me. So if Doom Kitty wants to rain her wrath on anybody, it's gonna be done. She said it herself. <laughs> anyway, we got to the next best dress list, correct? Correct. Awesome. So we talked about the bar crawl. No. Okay. So let's finish up with next's best dress list, and then we'll go into bar crawl. So yeah. it's gonna take place next Saturday, July 18th. From 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or Daylight Time, however you want to do it. There's actually going to be a theme for this month, and it's going to be called Over the Rainbow. And any attendee who's wearing a rainbow-colored outfit will actually have a chance to win prizes. So keep that in mind. That's actually pretty cool. And as always, they'll have, you know, best in show, best color, best, co- best cosplay. The lightning round is back. So for those of you who don't know, last time at the Nexus Best Dress list, they had a lightning round where they gave a quick theme... And contestants had about 60 seconds to create a costume based on the theme. One of the themes last month was podcasters who don't clean their rooms. And they actually had a set of a podcaster who did not clean his room. (laughs) It was was the highlight. So so, so basically crew. Middle fingers. Yep. Yeah. And it was funny because everybody was naked. Was and, yeah. The they either had no pants or they were naked. It was fantastic. I loved it. Regardless of his middle fingers, he still enjoyed it. I did. It was fun. <laughs> so, um, what were you saying? Nothing. It's just, it's just so like crew. <laughs> just, just to be naked and, and, and have a dirty room. I mean. I, what what else do you expect? I mean, I mean, look at it right now. It's it looks like he just rolled out of bed and showed up. <laughs> it does. That's <laughs> See, here's I the thing. I don't long care long about his bed. Everyone else does. I don't know why. It's been a long week. I'm allowed to be sloppy when I'm tired. Thank you. All right. I've given myself that. Oh, combat space. I shall play you the world's tiniest violin. I don't have kids, so I don't have to do anything. That's I mean, true. I gotta. Point. Look after Krug. That's He's got what I'm a doing. point. And some days he can barely even do that. Speaking, right? Speaking of kids, I'll be having another one come August. Hey! Congratulations! Oh, that you. was quick. Congrats, dude. Time to start putting out more videos. You got right. You got an extra bottom to feed. 
<laughs> it's true. <laughs> so we're going to do one more bit of note before we talk to Baz. And uh, we mentioned a pub crawl or a bar crawl. So Friday night, Major Tom and a few of his friends hosted a bar crawl called the Bar Crawl. So what they did was they actually checked out and visited different pub houses and bars and clubs on housing plots and had some fun RP times and they showed the night away. And from what they said, the turnout was pretty awesome. And from what I'm hearing and what I saw, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And here are some of the winners. So the best bar at the Bar Crawl was Slade Frackwell. And I have a picture. I actually went to all these plots just before the show and took a quick picture. They are super freaking cool. I strongly recommend watching all of these. This is like a uh, like a super fun like adventurers kind of pub, which is just, just junk everywhere, and prizes and, and and trophies and people cheating at dice and everything else. And this is only a part of each of these housing plots. You have to go in there. It's extra stuff that's really really cool. So after that, we have uh, best vibe was Keva Unari, and if you don't know the name, how about Q Times own Rabid? So her, her bar has a much more RN theme. Like, it's very in-world. Like, if RNs had a bar or a rest stop or a tea place, what do RNs drink? Do they do they drink alcohol? I would assume tea and probably wine because they're more of a foresty nature. Or, like, the blood of their enemies because they're evil, feral little bastards. <laughs> that works, hey. too. <laughs> they, are, they are adorable space bunnies, okay? Of Doom. Uh, okay, of Doom, sure. <laughs> but it was really cool. I, if you get a chance, she actually, on, on Keva Unari's plot, if you go up the stairs, there it's in that picture on the right side. There is a little alcove, little second story that is ready for pen and paper battles and Dungeons and Dragons if you so choose to. Or in this case, oh. would it be um, uh, Adventures and Stem Dragons? Sure, I guess. I guess Adventures and Stem Dragons. I'd play that. Okay. The Chua rolls critical failure. Chua's own gun explodes. <laughs> Reroll a new character. All right, I'm somebody's okay making that. a new role-playing tape or role-playing set. Death to Chua. They are evil furballs. Oh, my God. Wildstar pen and paper would be kind of fun. Not going to lie. I'd play it. I'd play, I'd play it. it. That would be fun because I did the uh, Warcraft uh, RPG. So How was that? I mean, real quick. I mean, honestly, it, it's a Blizzard product, so fantastic. I mean, like... Right. Moving on to the best staff. Now, this is a cool. This is a cool uh, category. So let me explain this. The winner was Soft Kiss. Real simple uh, thing. These guys. I, I actually went in there with Doom into their housing plot. Uh, here's the picture we're going to show you. They had a full staff. They had a receptionist to help you to your seats. They had bar staff. They had strippers. They even had washroom attendants. And strippers. Baz is strippers of all shapes and sizes. This place is sick, man. I loved all of these bars. I prefer the the bars from uh, from Slade and Brutes Creek. We're gonna show it a little bit. I, I, that's just my personality. I love bars. I go to and get a whiskey at. That's my vibe. But this place, Soft Kiss, has a second story of like rooms. They even had a BDSM room, complete with bear traps and lasers and cameras. And I was like, this is this is awesome. If you love the RP and you like some weird, crazy stuff, Soft Kiss, <laughs> the, it, the place is massive, and I can imagine it being packed. And from what I was told, the bar crawl, it was. Yeah? You so, can imagine so, it being packed? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's basically Goldshire. Jeez. So, so, <laughs> the, the best part about, about Wildstar is there's no naked gnomes running around. What's Goldshire? You don't want to oh, know. We, we will no, explain that to you in the post show. Okay. Yeah, we don't, you just don't want to know. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> And then last but not least, we have a best overall. That's from Brutes Creek Boulder Brew. Now, actually, in this photo, Brutes Creek was there to meet me. And uh, he, Doom, and I had a quick chat about it. And he said that, this, that what they mentioned to me was 
the Drunken Boulder, which is the name of the pub. The plot is called Brood's Creek Boulder Brew. But uh, it's called the, the bar itself is called the Drunken Boulder. Apparently it's a very heavy RP activity, active place. Like a lot of people that show up there for all their drinks and all their fun and their RP activities. And to be honest, I see why it won best overall because that thing is, it honestly feels like a bar I've been to in LA. There's a bar in LA that is actually made out of an old train depot that has the same like look and vibe and the old like uh, old timey kind of saloon bar look to it. That I instantly thought of when I went to the Drunken Boulder. And I can see why it won. It's so cool to me. So, Brutes Creek Boulder Brew won for best overall at the bar crawl. And uh, as there was an audible mention to uh, Anoya Brat's plot for Artisan Bakery and a Sky Restaurant. I didn't get a chance to check that one out because I ran out of time. But the best part is, all of these names and all of these plots are public. So, if you have time to go into game, even if you're not an RP person, go check them out. They, I think they'll all remain public. And some of them might change. for They might just remodel here and there. I think yeah. uh, uh, Boulder Brew said that they actually changed two weeks before the pub crawl, and that might change accordingly again. I don't know, but they're super cool to go to. The vibe, the music, the lighting is all fantastic on these links. So that kind of wraps up the community news. Now, we didn't just kind of slap Baz on to Indigo's spot because Indigo was gone. We actually yeah, want... Mean, you, know, well, you kind of forced me. Like, you know, Ninja showed up and like, do the show! Do the show! I may have held you at gunpoint. I mean, Clover was at a con, so... I, <laughs> <laughs> and Moose and Moose is like, yeah, no, I'm cool being the the behind the scenes guy. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. Confirmed. <laughs> but no, we we brought that on for a very specific reason. Now I'm gonna preface this or preface, I should say. Preface. I I don't. Yeah, I I say things on accident on purpose. Eh? I don't care what your views on Baz are. He's a big boy. He can handle it. Please don't flame him in our chat. I do appreciate that you don't. He is a guest. We treat him with respect, regardless of whatever people think of him. I would extend the same to you if you choose to do that in our chat. Uh, Baz was a pretty active content creator early on in the game and left over personal reasons with the game. That's fair enough. Everyone has a chance to. He's known for being very vocal in whatever game he is, good and bad. If he really enjoys a game, he really enjoys it. And if he has an issue with the game, he has no problem making enemies over it. (laughs) I mean, you really don't, and it's not to be a dick. You just come off like one. But I've never, but but honestly, talking to you face to face, and we've had like serious discussions and whatnot. And you're not a jerk on purpose. It's just that's just how you come off. It's really the same situation that we all thought about. What was that guy's name? Oh man, the the PvP. Don't 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 say his name. He's actually in chat right now. He will go off. He knows who you're talking about. I've specifically (laughs) said this to his face already. No, no. um... Don't say it. You know who we're talking about. We all just because we don't want to start an Anyways, argument. Some people seem rude on the internet and are fine in person. That's, that's yeah, they're great yeah. people. You get a chance to talk to them, but we're, we're, the internet does weird things to people. Uh, I, you know, one of the best examples I can give that is Idra um, from uh, Star uh, Starcraft. Mm-hmm. He is a complete dick in game. Like he's he like rages. He'll BM people. I have met him twice, and he will like hug his fans. He's like the nicest guy in real life. But he's a dick to people. <laughs> he plays video games. It's some some personality changes take over when you're playing games. But like we said, you left for a while, and uh, a few weeks ago you said, "Hey, I'm coming back into the game." And this is kind of cool because it co- it coincided with a chat we were having outside of the show and a discussion we were having for the show notes of people who had played the game and left over one reason or another and why they're coming back. And so, quite honestly, for you, we kind of understood why you left. You you weren't happy with the way that it was being run by the developers. You weren't quite happy with the the fact that there are a lot of unaddressed issues, 
and uh, you said, you know, I'm out, peace, maybe you burn a bit or two, whatever, it, that's just what happens. But what brought you back? Um, well, I mean, to be real honest with you, uh, $10 for 30 days of game time is pretty pretty hard to pass up. Um, that is a legit reason to come back, not going <laughs> to lie. That's, it, that's it why is. I thought the Old yeah, Republic. Yeah. I mean, it also, like, I, I have played, replayed all the MMOs again, you know, Star Wars, Aeon, or Ion, however the hell you want to say it, um, World of Warcraft, and I, tr- I tried Terra again and all this other stuff. And a game to me when it's like, <clears throat> if it's really good, it's, it's the controls and the combat that always bring me back to a, a specific game. Like, I will always go back to Doom and Unreal Tournament and Quake because everything is so fluid. Nothing really changes that much, and it's all just, you know, I'm good at it. I can, I can pick it back up, get, get good at it again in another hour. And it's very skill-based. Right. And Wildstar is the same way. And <clears throat> it got to the point where I was like, dear lord, all these games are awful. Like, like the combat was just slow, and quite frankly, like, I'm, I don't play as much as I used to, obviously, but I, I want to see what happens when I play the game and not do a lot of content for it, and not go into the, like, you know, not be a community figurehead, if you will. I want to see if I can actually enjoy the game that way. Because I think one of the reasons that I got so upset with the developers is because I got invested into really trying to make sure everything was the way it should be and what what the community wanted. And when developers just don't listen and clearly don't give a shit, at least at the time, then I was just like, this is a waste of my time. So what am I doing? Um, I mean, I think what really kind of sealed it for me was when we did the PvP Town Hall and they clearly were not giving any answers that anyone really wanted. It was just a bunch of kind of merry-go-round stuff. And then uh, Drop 4 came out, which was a really good drop. It improved a lot of the things that, you know, there was a problem, but PvP still was not fixed. Um, And then it it just kind of became worse and worse for me, and it it basically got to the point where it's like, okay, they buff medics again. They clearly don't actually understand how to do anything with their game. And, you know... I was yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you were waiting for it. Now, waiting for it. now some people are going to disagree on some of your points, and that's that's fine. Everyone has that's their own fine. opinion. That's totally but this is this is why you left, and this is what we're going to. We have we want to go a little bit on a on a specific with one person, and then also try to go into a little bit of a general because now that you had that time away from the game where you didn't play, you didn't invest yourself into the community as much anymore on, on purpose, and you were watching everything on the outside. Do you? Uh, this is all your opinion. Other people, they're coming back, have their own opinion. Does it feel like people are giving the game a fair shot, or are they still kind of taking just just pot shots at it from the outside, going, well, the game's fucking done, it's going free to play, that's it, blah, blah, blah? Well, honestly, I don't think um, the people that do try it and enjoy it you know, are going to enjoy it. The people that don't enjoy it are probably because either the game's going to be too hard for them because they're used to WoW, or it's not what they're looking for. Those are the two main reasons why people are not going to stay or, or, or you know, return. And I think it's too soon to really kind of say whether the game's going to, you know, survive on free-to-play or not. Because if, if they can do it really well, the game's going to be phenomenal. But if they fall into the trap of microtransactions and other just stupid, narky BS, then I don't think we're going to have a game that's going to last very long. And, you know, w- watching from, like, an outsider perspective and kind of Seeing people, <clears throat> seeing people like 
give the game a fair shot and actually enjoy it that's refreshing to see but i'm also seeing some of those same people saying okay i've gotten to 50 you know i don't really want to keep doing all this same stuff i've been doing like the, the problem with you know, every MMO is just the end game is only so far. There's no PvP end game, and we're and devouring the content at an insane rate. Right, right. I mean, obviously, you know, Datascape is not going to be beat by every guild, but I'm starting to see a lot of Reddit posts that are just, you know, guild this, guild that, guild this. You know, seven of eight, five of eight. All, yeah, all the activity stuff. since drop three has yeah. been tenfold. Mm-hmm. Not just guilds it, clearing it, but guilds competing it in it. And that's fantastic. I'm glad guilds are starting to fi- kind of figure out how to get into Datascape and progress. But I think the biggest crutch that's going to hold this game back is quite honestly the attunement process. Because no other game has attunement. And as a casual player, why would I level any more alts? Why would I spend the time to go from 1 to 50 and then kill all these world bosses again and do all this other stuff? Like, I understand, oh, you can do it while you're leveling. That doesn't happen, let's be honest, because there's not enough players right now to actually kill them, you know, during during the leveling process. Which um, is I, good because they, they said they've worked or they're going to work on right. the um the attunement process for the free to play transition. And that, which is that's great. Great that's that's, that's fantastic. I totally agree with you. If they hadn't have made that decision, that huge influx of players that was gonna come in due to free to play was going to not yeah. stay as much as they could and, and I've, like I've personally we lost found, a large percentage yeah I've also personally found my own position on attunement shifting as I've done this show and as I've done more game time and, and not not just for me but because I whatever I the two, any two more little bosses and the two big ones that are close to me are bugged whatever that's I'm just thinking about it in a general sense especially when we're going free to play it's um it's I can't tell if it's an archaic practice from old MMO standards or if it really still has a place and I, I don't know if it has a place anymore. Uh, someone in chat just uh, said said it uh, completely. Uh, I'm just going to call him Doc because I can't pronounce the rest of his name. He says that uh, he travels a lot. Um, he's, he's a robotics engineer. So obviously he works a lot. He's extremely smart. And he doesn't have time to deal with that BS. But he wants he to either, progress and, and get to that content. Exactly. But he wants to be able to go into to, uh, to a genetic archive, which you guys have not even seen yet. And it's it's a phenomenal rate. And I'm it cool is, with it. To, it's it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. fun. And I'm super cool with genetic archives being a, a fucking kick in my pants. Like I'm totally cool with yeah. with showing up and doing. You know, I, I I know the basics, and I'm totally cool with going the first few weeks and going get just getting my ass handed to me over and over and over to kind of get those bad habits out of there. And I wouldn't mind I I wouldn't mind if the process was was retweaked or was something that was progressed with you as you leveled, kind of like the world story. That would probably make attunement a much more interesting process where they said like at level 10 or something, hey, this there's this thing that you're doing that'll grant you access in genetic archives. It's blocked off for this reason. Like if, I, 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 if they don't want to get rid of it, I wouldn't mind it being retold in something like it is. But Well, okay, so if they want to keep the attunement, streamline it to where you have to do all the dungeons veteran. That's it. Don't do adventures because those are a waste of time. They take forever. And a lot of the times... I disagree with that, but okay. And they they try to work a lot of unnecessary stuff into attunement. Like the first step of attunement yeah. is wildly unnecessary. Going to the, buy the Genesis key is wildly unnecessary. Like yeah. you could cut out half of the attunement and still mm-hmm. get the big important bits of it done, and it would be much shorter. Yeah, I mean, I, like it, 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 like for those of you that played World of Warcraft, like the Molten Core attunement, dear sweet mother. Yeah, the BC was... attunements. Ugh. So, oh, th- that was nothing compared to Molten Core. Yeah. <laughs> I only heard stories from that. I was around for BC. 
I, I I got six tunes a tune for Molten Core in a month and a half. That was ridiculous. If, if you if you think, uh, Krugs, I know you haven't played World of Warcraft or any of the MMO. If you think that no. it's, it's bad right now, well, that's that, that's our that's our great viewpoint with Krugs. That he has a, a set of eyes that he looks at us and go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Which uh, is great. Yeah, he's because like, he's like a tune. It's not that bad. It can be tweaked. But Baz is right. Not only would a tune be as long or longer, they actually had zones. For legendaries and attunement with the Warcraft that were nowhere, like they were nothing. Ash Sarov, up until uh, Cataclysm, was a fucking wasteland if you weren't a hunter. <laughs> yeah, well, or you, or you need to get fires as in gear from from Blackrock Mountain, whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. So 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 I mean, okay. So so kind of going back on back on the train track here. Um, so attunement needs to be completely reworked. I mean, because... the inimical in chat, I agree with him. Attunement should be more of a storyline type thing. If attunement, it, it literally it's a checklist as you're going through this world. And I don't mind the, the veteran dungeons being the hardest part. Like, look, you're going to get your ass kicked when you get the GA, but this is the hardest content we can give you right now before that. Go clear that. Give me give me bronze. I mean, like, like the adventures are a lot of fun, but once you do them once, like, at least me personally, I feel that it's just like, okay, I have to do, uh, what's the... Uh, the Malgrave the, Trail? The big long one. Yeah, I have to do that one because reasons and th- that takes for it takes like an hour it's just like I- i'm fine with adventures being in a two minute mostly really because i think I know, I know we're getting off topic from from players but uh but that's something that we know which in general attunement could be worked at and looked at yeah. well, we could talk about the issue with the specific types of attunement in a, in a later date sure okay but okay so so mm-hmm. so like uh, another thing that you know you asked you know from looking outside in um I'm seeing a little bit more dev interaction, which is really, really good. Um, I know that Sunshine's been really, really helpful with you guys and just the community and just kind of answering things. I mean, props, props to them. That that's a huge kind of step in the right direction. Um, that that was another reason why I quit. It's because I just I was really kind of sick of politic answers, like oh, soon DM type of thing. But you oh. know, it just kind of looking from the outside in, it really looks like they're actively trying to actually answer things. And fix problems, which is a kind of, you know another step in the right direction. I mean, heck, we just um, we just mentioned. I think it was either before show or during the show that uh, there was an issue with the Hollow Wardrobe. I think Krug mentioned that. Huh? When, well, I think we were talking before the show about an issue in the game that got fixed in this show notes or, or, oh, or in this game notes. Gotcha. Yeah. So there was an issue with uh, costume pieces not changing quickly enough, or like it, there was a really long delay. If you're, for example, using an add-on like I do called uh, like gear to switch your um, not costume pieces, just gear in general to switch your gear around, um, you would you'd click a macro to switch your gear, and it would do like one piece every like eight seconds, and just be like click, and then you'd wait and wait and wait, and then it would switch to the next one. Like, this isn't. This used to be like. Uh, a one second process for the whole thing and so I went on the forums and like looked for a thread on it and there was a thread and people were like hey this is taking a super long time but no feedback and so we, we literally just like went on to Twitter and went to Didi and were like hey can you look at this thread and she was like oh yeah and she went looked at the thread a dev was in there in like 30 minutes and the issue was actually fixed in like an hour and yeah I mean, sometimes yeah, it, it takes too it long for them to finally get to it but the fact that they're actually yeah. being more reactive is, is nice it was like immediately once it was actually on their radar. It was just like, oh yeah, we can fix this without even shutting the servers off. So let's just fix it, and then they just fixed yeah. it. I mean, stuff like that definitely <laughs> has been, you know, kind of a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm not going to hold my breath because that's happened before, and then they've come, you know, gone silent again. So yeah. Like I, I want, I want the game to succeed. It's a fantastic game. It's a lot of fun, but they need to, they need, they need to streamline leveling. 
attunement process and they need end game PvP because that's going to be half their audience. I mean, like, like when you when there, you there's it, an MMOs, argument in MMOs right now with some circles wondering if if the MOBA genre is taking over from PvP and MMOs. Uh, it, yes it's no, yeah, but okay, that's so something we can get to another time. That's something we can something for a future thing, maybe possibly. Well, but, but I can see I PvP mean, being a, a good key right. to this. People are constantly asking for queues and whatnot, and as a returning player, it's still kind of uh, I'm assuming still kind of odd to see people going, please queue twos, please queue RPGs, please. Yeah, I was like, well, I thought it was getting better, and then I talked to people, and, you know, apparently my old Guild Lords of Dead isn't really active anymore, and that's, like, a huge deal. They were, like, one of the only Exile guilds that were, you know, super active. Um, they're kind of waiting for, for everything just to change, and I... So... I, I, mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, basically, no, I'm asking is, uh, do you feel... Do you feel like now... Everyone keeps asking, should I wait till the free-to-play, or should I jump in now? And since you were a returning player... From a returning player standpoint, do you feel like it's worth it to jump in now and just get a box and just or get get a subscription no. and try again or wait to free to play? Honestly, wait wait to free to play for a returning player. For anyone, okay. In my in my personal opinion, because I I think that that's when we're going to see Carbine kind of jump into overdrive because they're going to have a game where anyone can access at any point. So this so at this point so at this point people want to jump in no problem. But you figure from from where you stand, it, it might be worth it if you're like, hey, I want to see how it really does. Just wait, and if you really like it, put money towards the signature status and whatnot, there or the cash shop or whatever. Enough. I, I, people are going to hate me for saying this, but there's not enough player population to justify people coming in and actually getting their fulfillment out of the game. In my personal opinion, just because if okay, so say if someone someone came on brand new player they got to 50 they're like oh yeah okay cool and then they're like you know they 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 queue for pvp and it's 30 minutes later and they're like is anyone does anyone do pvp and they're like ah, no no one really queues for it anymore they're gonna be like so what am i doing here or if they go in a lower level zone and they queue for a dungeon at lower level that's what's happening right now yeah and I, I, on my esper as a healer level 20 i, I was in a queue for two and a half hours jeez Two and a half hours Saturday afternoon, obviously prime time. So, as as they like, as with, with, player, with, without a, without a safety net of a group or a social group, it might be better to to wait up a few yeah. months. It, it, it would, and and I really think that free to play will make this game what it needs to be because the game is so fun if you can just jump it. Like you guys remember what it was like on launch? Bam, instant queues for like the first three or four months. Of just leveling alts and leveling stuff, and it was just it was a ton of fun. The dungeons were new, you know. They introduced different things, and people still couldn't figure out how to solo dungeons at that point. And it was just, it was it was a ton of fun. And I think if we can get that excitement back, uh, the game will just wipe everything off the floor because WoW's losing subs by the minute. Uh, Terra is you know a niche market, and we have Star Wars, which you know is they're rebooting a, completely, pretty much. I mean, it's a good story game. It's a good single-player game. The you know, it's Bioware storytelling. It's great, but you know, in terms of like raids and stuff, it's pretty much WoW difficult. Everything's handed to you. There's not. I mean, there's not really any other game that like has the combat that's you know that that suck it sucked in type of thing. I mean, it's it is very I, I, engrossing. It's it, it's, it is. it's a huge it is. breath of fresh air. I mean, coming from me, this probably doesn't mean much because I've never played any other MMOs. Uh, 
I haven't played very many other MMOs. Uh, the combat is super unique. Like, from what I've seen, obviously I've seen Warcraft content, I've seen Aeon content, I've seen Terra content, I've seen all that crap. Guilds, Guild Wars, whatever. Anything. I've, I've seen it all. I know what all their combat systems are. You haven't played like. it, but you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I can't imagine them being better than Wild Stars. Can't imagine it. Like, no, no. I mean, it just. It depends it on your preference. Some people actually like the more methodical approach to tab targeting. For myself, well, I, I uh, for myself, a lot of us, I think a lot of the people that play Wildstar have have come from a slight Twitch shooter background or an action-packed gaming background where this kind of combat really appeals to them. Okay, so so uh, real quick, just kind of elaborating on that, uh, like old school to Warcraft raids were still probably some of the hardest I've ever done. Like Sunwell, um, Illidan was semi-hard, but killed Jaden. And uh, Yogg-Saron Zero, those are probably two of the hardest fights to date in MMO history. Like, the amount of coordination that you needed and the amount of skill that you needed to do that just in tab targeting alone, that was ridiculous. And then you, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Indigo, Indigo, I don't mean to sidetrack you, Baz. Indigo, file it. Continue. Oh, my God, oh dude. My Indigo Jones, you That's stupid, sappy. File it. Google. You know what you know what you did. Worst worst <laughs> plug ever. <laughs> or best plug anyway. ever because it derailed us. <laughs> it, did, it did. Anyway, so so if you take that and put Wildstar combat kind of in the mix and tone it down just a little bit, that's pretty much what you get with Wildstar. So yeah, I, I think I think people are looking for something fresh, looking for something new, and I really think Wildstar is the key. I just don't think that we have. The player base, at least at the lower levels, yeah. I mean, you can be like, "Oh, I get cues at, at night, and I I raid all the time." That's great. You have a guild. Imagine someone coming into Wildstar, going from level one to fifty, and never seeing a dungeon because there's no cues, and just thinking, "How do I get gear?" And then realizing, "Oh my gosh, there's people really here at level 50. So, yeah, I, I I think that free to play is going to be really good for the game. I think that it's you know they're starting to step in the right direction. But I feel that we need a lot more change to happen before anything does. It, it feels like there's going to be a nice hefty change for it happening. So I know I, actually we had a you had a comment the other day. We were chatting with everybody, uh, some people that we talked to, and you had a moment where you popped in and went dot dot dot. I I I I got nothing. You're like, what do you mean? Like, are you done? He goes, no, I'm in Starcom right now. I just I just got a few cues in. I. I, I'm not mad anymore. I, I, I have nothing to complain about. And uh, if you just, I think I think someone time stamped it. Where the rarity of Bezil isn't complaining. I don't understand what happened. She she screenshotted it. So like, this is the rarity, and I'm keeping it for posterity's sake. Uh, so a lot of the issues you have are, are shared amongst amongst uh, enough people of the community. Uh, we wanted to bring you on to kind of get that opinion from someone that came on. And yes, we were like, oh, but I got this and that and this and that. For my cues, your mileage is going to vary. Some people have been getting yeah. really short cues. I mean, he's some people he don't. got level 20 cues. I sometimes don't get level 20 cues. Sometimes they happen immediately. Sometimes yeah. it's prime time. Sometimes it's not. Like, yeah, time the of day. The nature and, of and those things makes it really difficult to figure it, it out needs, whether it needs to be consistent. It needs to be while consistent. It's the consistency yeah. you're talking about, really. Right, right. I mean, sure. like even even Guild Wars Two has Q pops all the time. Even Star Wars has Q pops, and they're 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 a, they're a low pop game because that's just their market. But yeah, I I, I think the the influx to free to play will be very good for the game. PSA, I'm making a video about it later. So shameless plug for me. <laughs> that was sneaky. That was sneaky. For being on, <laughs> by the way, as long as you don't do it every minute of the video, which you have not been. That's all that matters. Uh, 
So that all having been said, have yeah. you been looking into the free to play changes that are going to come, or, or the changes that are come coming after free to play? Aside from obviously the payment model changing, like all the the stat changes and stuff like that, the secondary stats changing. Yeah, um, I was actually in, was it last week? You you guys were talking to time travel in the chat, I believe, mm-hmm. and I was like, dear God, they're adding more stats. Why, please no. And then he's like, no, no, no. We're we're you know the, the from my understanding. They're replacing some stats with other stats. Correct. And all the runes will be like all the assault power runes and stuff, that'll just be on gear. You won't have to rune for that anymore. So fingers crossed that they can do that right. We're gonna have to see when we jump change. into the PTR. I mean, yeah, the last time they did a stat change, everything went to hell, so we'll see. I mean, I the the payment model I'm okay with. I prefer it to be I, I, I honestly prefer it to be almost a buy-to-play game, like a $5 entry fee or something. That way we're not getting a bunch of stupid trolls and bots and stuff like that. But, I mean, I can understand why they're going free-to-play, because, you know, that's what all MMOs do now, except for World of Warcraft for some reason. World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy, but that, because it works for them. Well, Final, Final Fantasy is a fantastic game in and of itself, but that... I, a, I've heard... Play. Yeah, that's another, that's another show, another show, another discussion. I've heard nothing but insanity from that game. It's just like like props to that dev team for completely shutting down the game, being stubborn as fuck, redoing everything, and re- revamping it, and it's it's fantastic. But I mean, I'm the only thing I'm worried about, honestly. I think is just more bad publicity for the game if they don't do like if if they don't fix all the major issues in the game currently by free to play and they don't streamline things. I feel that it will just knock the PR down even further. Because let's be honest, if you ask someone about Wildstone, they'll be like, "Oh, that game that failed and went free to play." I mean, that that's generally the reaction you're going to get from a person that doesn't really know anything about the game. Is they just know that Wildstar failed, it's going free to play. I mean, like if you if you look at it's it, it's weird. Every time people think of a transition, they think of it as a failure. And Star yeah. Wars, it, 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 technically, it is because it, it one model didn't work, so they went to the other. But these games aren't failures anymore. Terra's the long tail. Right. Right. And and I, I think it's shifting to market demands. It, it is, but I, if you ask someone about Star Wars, they're like, "Oh yeah, that game's pretty cool." You know, they uh, they change a lot of things and whatnot. And they're like, "Oh yeah, Terra Terra's cool." Blah blah blah. But if you look at the perception of Wildstar, because it's been so bad for so long, people just automatically think, "Oh well, it must have failed." And I mean, and we don't want that, right? I mean, we don't want. I mean, because I mean, let's be honest. The game is phenomenal. the The lore is hilarious. The races are just, you know, cute and quirky. The graphics are something that I've always enjoyed. It's also the hard to place. compare a game like Wildstar and Terra to a game like Final Fantasy and WoW because of the properties. the The yeah, properties, I mean, the properties are really what's driving Final Fantasy and WoW for a lot of people. When you're talking yeah. about stuff like Blade and Soul, I mean, Star Wars kind of makes a case. Uh, same with Lord of the Rings. Same with DCUO. But a lot of game, a lot of the newer, a lot of the more recent ones, in the last five years, Guild Wars. I mean, Guild Wars is not really an established brand, except for I mean, outside of yeah, MMO, yeah, yeah, outside yeah, the MMO genre, brand. outside of the MMO genre, not oh, really. Okay. Yeah. So but, you actually yeah. bring up, you actually bring up a good point, Doc. We'll, we'll uh, have to wrap it up real quick because that's a discussion that's more okay. general than gaming, and we'll have to eventually make a show about this. Ha ha. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it bugs Kirk so much when I do stuff like that. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we're going to make six new shows off of this one sentence. <laughs> we could do we could do a general gaming show that goes into these discussions. 
We're gonna call one show show one, and the second show is gonna be called show two. And and all gonna be about two be completely different things. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Krug hates this. I will stab you. <laughs> you can't stab me. You, you, you I'm the one with the claws. <laughs> you play that. The look, the look on your face. The look on your face. Oh my god, I think he might actually kill you, Baz. And I think half the chat would be okay with this. It's not true, but okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you do. Yep, do. So while he's doing that, we're going to start wrapping it up on our side. Krug, where can we find you typically online? You can find me... Oh, this is dumb. I forgot to change the little Twitter thing on my that, on my little my That's my... a sword. I can't take it off. It's just nailed to my wall. Don't oh, me, well then it's useless. You can't throw it off the wall. It's useless. You can't that hear us. A couple still... centuries behind with that weapon. That's all I'm to say. It's not Frostmourne. And I was back and I didn't say anything while your headphones were off at all. <laughs> oh no, the, the 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 gauntlet was dropped. Man, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can find me at CrewQT on Twitter. At uh, Strange Tales is no longer a thing. Uh, all Apologies, of I forgot to update that. And and uh, and stuff happens at Q Times, which is the website that hosts our content. Uh, Q Times is www.qtimes.com. That's Q U E U E T I M E S dot com. And while I'm talking about Q Times, before you move on to the next person, just want to throw this out there. Q Times is looking for content creators. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in writing a uh, web series or if you're interested in doing video content or you want to start your own podcast or anything like that you can get in touch with the qtimes staff at admin that's a-d-m-i-n at qtimes.com uh, and we can talk to you about uh, the reimbursement that we do for articles that you send to us and we can talk to you about the money, uh, money, money, different money. rules and stuff that we have for all of our content. It's really not that difficult to start doing. None of us knew anything about this kind of stuff before we, we started. We still don't know what so we're if doing. It's even I mean, slightly interesting to you. Go ahead and send us an email. Again, that's admin at qtimes.com and we can have a chat, see if you're if you're down or if you're not. And if you're not, that's fine. I mean, whatever. But uh if you're if you're at all interested, just come explore with us and, and we'll we'll try to, to get you involved. Yeah. So yeah. Baz, where can we find you? <laughs> also, 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 fair point. They still have no idea what they're doing. So. Yeah, that's a fair point. If the intro to this video is any proof, <laughs> I, I was, oh, I was way, so excited. I want to see it. I want to see that. So I was so excited out of while we we're doing the pre-show. I'm like, Baz, you got to watch the show because I got this really cool video. Like, okay. And VLC player crash. I'll show it to you during the post-show. <laughs> Continue with the outro. Baz, where can we find you? Um. <laughs> is it is it youtube.com slash the bazil you can find me on twitter like Colin McGregor bitch yeah uh huh yeah <laughs> uh, pretty much any social media um bazil just I've pretty much solidified that name everywhere so for those of you that don't know how to spell it because I have some difficulty with B-A-Z-E-L-E-E-L. it B-A-Z-E-L-E-E-L B-A-Z-E-L-E-E-L bazil it's not basil. Basil? Basil? Basil. 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 The best part is, the best part is, is when someone on like a live stream or something <laughs> reads him in my name on Twitter and they cannot say it for the life of them. Nope. It's the best feeling in the world. I'm just that's, like, that's why I changed it to Doc because people couldn't pronounce hollow mosh. People call I, me Krog sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, two O's, isn't that ooh? 
that's the best thing. I am calling you Krog from now on. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at DocQT. It's probably the best way to get a hold of me because I do try to answer emails as best I can, but I always forget. Twitter, I'm always on, surprisingly. As for Strange Souls Matter Space, episode 53, I have with us in. No, he's not here this week. Krug! (laughs) (laughs) My reflex! It failed me! We have myself, Doc. And for this week, Basil. Everybody have fun. We'll catch you later. Get long and prosper. I can't do this. <laughs> and that's it for the audio. You can't do the live long and prosper sign? Can't do the Vulcan no, I sign? Can't. I can't. I'm not double jointed. Mm. No, I said double jointed. It's, it's, like, it's like the Ninja Turtle fingers. fingers. See, look, it's like the Ninja Turtle fingers. You like three. Mm, mm, mm. I'm flipping you off.